Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of this podcast. Please follow and share this podcast um, with, on whatever platform you are listening to this from so that we can have a greater reach and this message can reach you know far and beyond you'll be doing us a great service and thank you ahead of time today i am starting with a quote by gk chesterton on the christian ideals and i quote the christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting it has been found difficult and left untried now you probably are wondering what is the point of all this that will be made hopefully obvious uh, at the end of the podcast so recently i was on a road trip with um, an older uncle of mine and we were having this discussion around religion christianity well what sparked the conversation was that we were listening to um, an audiobook on the philosophical foundation of the Christian worldview by J.P. Morland and William Lynn Craig. So they were laying all this, you know, they were throwing all this foundation, this rules of logic, you know, philosophy and things like that in approaching the Christian worldview and basically in what the Christians believe a rational approach to the foundation of the Christian faith and Christian belief. So we started, you know, discussing about, well, usually all these arguments start by the Christian's argument for the existence of God, you know, from the foundation of it, because that's what everything really is based on. We got into it and I, well, when we started talking about, uh, you know, the, the different argument or the, the evidences or the, the facts in nature that points to the existence of God, I think at that point in time, we were all, both of us, we were on the same page, but then he made a, a very interesting comment or which kind of just reflected his position on the Christian God or what the God of the Bible, so to speak. And the argument was that there are so many religions in the world and somehow we are supposed to believe that the Christian God is the God of the universe. Well, there was no argument in the existence of God because demonstrably everyone, well, mostly everyone believes in a form of God, a transcendental being. Almost everyone believes that. I think at this point, if you have an atheist trying to justify that yeah, the worldview that God doesn't exist, I think they will have more work to do than you um, with a theistic worldview. 
I think the burden of proof will be on them. They have to, you can imagine the struggle they have to go through every day in trying to justify their position. Well, there is a concept, or I would say a phenomenon, uh, which had stomped the the world leading, the foremost um, atheist thought leaders or atheistic thought leaders. And that is the concept of homo religiosus. Basically, the idea is that every man created is a religious being. Now, whether you are a Christian or a Muslim or, uh, you know, all the other religion in the world, or religions of the world, every man essentially has a longing for a transcendental being, a being that is beyond, that is greater than them. And that ties to that ties to Romans 120, which we'll go over a little bit, but what they haven't been able to get over is that the fact that even in the remote places, even in the undiscovered, so-called undiscovered, or I would say in the uncivilized society. Now, this is not something in, it's not just something in the uncivilized society, it's also in the civilized society. They have always found a form of God, a religion in it. When you discover a new tribe or a new civilization of man today, there is religion in there. And even though we had we have had a lot of people try to you know, take religion or sit talk about religion as a form of an escapism or um, like learning say the Russian um, leader. Back then, of course, there's been lots of attacks on religion. It said religion is the opium of the masses. And of course, you know, Karl Marx also came in and basically expanded on that, basically breaking it down into his own popularized um, thought process or worldview of Marxism on religion. That it was designed basically to keep that hegemony in I'm not going into details or, you know, thoughts like that or ideas like that. But there has been one way or the other of people trying to explain away religion or the idea that there is that God that all man is accountable to. And the only thing they couldn't get past or they couldn't get over is the fact that there is a worship of a God in almost every walks of life. Now, how does that tie into our conversation? I think it's very important and it's good that we actually have that many religion in the world. I think it is good. And Eventually, or in the usually say in the final analysis, I guess everyone will have to 
prove or present evidence as to why their religion basically is true or reasons for their religion reasons for the, for their beliefs you know how they've come to believe in what they believe now but my, my main point here is that difference in the opinion is the difference in the idea of god so we have gotten past the stage of trying to convince everyone that there is a god but the argument now or the the challenge now is how can a religion claim exclusivity on this god that is how can the god that exists scientifically that exists in you know the plethora of religion in the world how can that God be the God of the Christian or the God of the Bible. Because the idea is that, or the argument my older uncle was making was the Christian argument for this is not solid. <laughs> that it is not convincing and Christians should not try to convince people that the Jewish God is necessarily the only or the God of the universe because every other religion has an argument for believing in their God. And I like this because I have always tried... I come from the Nigerian culture or society which is very pluralistic in nature especially when you have a mixture of Muslims and Christian there's this idea that we pray or worship the same God and what I'm what this argument basically presented is what I've always been advocating and that is the fact that no yes we have an idea of we all believe in that being the transcendental being but they are not the same uh, when a muslim prays to god it's different from a, when a christian prays to god and we have to recognize that fact yes we believe in that well there's only really three theistic religion monotheistic religion I'll, I'll, I'll clarify that is that believe in, a, in, a, in one God every other religion they are more pantheistic they are more you know there's more they, they have more than one God and of course you have Buddhism we have your Hinduism you have you know all the even a traditional religion and all these religions have their own form of, you know, the creation stories and the likes of it and on and on and on. And on. That, that most of the claims that the Christian uh, culture or the Christian belief also provides explanation to. So when, when he made that statement, 
my, 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 the only thing I could contemplate was, well, it is good that there is that many religion in the world. It points to a being. It points to a God. We just need to, we need to find the way to that God. Now, many people will say there should be many ways to the God. Well, if you look at, if you examine all religion, every religion of the world, every religion of the world claim exclusivity to that God. They claim that their way is how you connect with that God. Well, most of all the religions. The New Age doesn't necessarily feel that way. The New Age religion doesn't necessarily agree with that premise, but that's because the New Age is a combination of all different forms of religion. So that makes it really difficult for you to pinpoint what New Age religion really is because it's just a combination of everything trying to syncretize everything and that just leads to its own issues on its own. Anyways, so why do we then think Christians claiming exclusivity is wrong? It is not wrong. Uh, It should not be wrong. Because if everyone claim, if all religion claim that they are true, then it is not possible for all religion to be true. All religions. It is not possible for all religions to be true. Because the very nature of truth itself is, is that it is very exclusive. Truth is exclusive. If I say something is true, anything that contradicts what I say is true, well, to me, is false. So, A cannot be true and B be true at the same time. It is not possible. Anyways, moving on. So, we have to then demonstrate how each religion can prove that they are true. And this is what baffles me. For some reason, maybe we haven't been clear enough uh Especially, uh, I mean, Christians. Maybe we haven't been clear. We haven't been clear enough in our communication of our message, or somehow, somewhere, it has been lost in translation or in the messaging. That we know there is a God, but our central message is Jesus Christ. Our central message is Jesus Christ. We say Christianity is true because Jesus Christ is true. Well, that's based on the claims that he made. Now, our core message as Christian is Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. That is all everything is based on. And you will read, I think I mentioned it during Easter, uh, that the Christian, the, the Christian faith, the Christian belief, the church itself, everything that we are is nothing if Christ did not rise from the dead. That is crucial. It is crucial because 
that is our only, that is our claim, that is our connection to God. That is our connection to God. Now, I dare you to find any other religion that claims that they have that kind of connection to God. They have a way of connecting to God. There's there's really no pathway, so to speak, no concrete pathway to the God that everyone claims that they worship. Now, I know that's a pretty bold claim, but Jesus made this bold claim himself. When he said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one goes to the Father except by me. That is an exclusive claim. That is an exclusive claim. So, so Christians, we are bound to be that exclusive. It's either we believe Jesus Christ or we don't. And if we don't believe Jesus Christ and all that he claims, then we are not Christians, because the very word Christians is linked, it's tied to the identity and the person of Jesus Christ. The teachings and the reflections of Jesus Christ. We don't we are not the ones that is claiming that Christianity is true. Jesus is the one claiming that Christianity is true. So it is either you believe Jesus Christ or or you don't. That is how we tie our faith or our belief in God to the God of the universe. That is how we, we tie that our Christian belief, our Christian faith. That is how we tie it to the, the God of the universe. So everyone can claim that they know the God of the universe, which, well, no one has seen, and no one can see, but well, here is this man claiming, I have seen the Father. In fact, I and the Father, we are one. We share, we do all things together. In fact, I was with him, then I came to you. So you don't need to say you want to see the Father. When you've seen me, you have seen the Father. That was the claim of Jesus. And of course, he attested to everything. It, it, it basically validated that, yes, everything in the Jewish Bible, everything in the Torah, everything which is called the scripture, everything in the scripture was written about me. No, everything in the scripture points to me. I am that God. I am that connect to that God. I came from the Father. I came from the Father to you. I am that person. So he made that claim. I didn't make the claim. So it's really a question of do I believe Jesus? Well, I do. I do because Jesus demonstrated himself to be God. Jesus did things that no man could do. Jesus defied the laws of of nature performed lots of miracles 
attested by a lot of people as well not the new testament essentially were people that witnessed everything that jesus did in fact his disciples themselves were convinced he is the messiah he did not tell them i am the messiah based on the evidence that they saw based on all that they saw in the lives of in the life of jesus christ they came to the conclusion when peter was asked he said no you are the messiah the son of god and of course what jesus is a flesh and blood did not receive did not reveal that to you so our claim is the claim of jesus we are simply proclaiming what jesus said when we say christianity is true now it is now can we make Jesus a liar? Well, go look at everything he has said. Go look at all that he said he would do. Did he actually do those things? Well, when someone comes back from the dead, when, when, at least if someone claims that, well, I will die in three days and I'll come back again. And... I have a special message. I have a special mission to perform. This this requires that I actually die and come back. Because that is the only way that I can take all of you to the Father. That is the only way I can restore you to um, the right relationship with the Father. Now, when someone makes that claim, we can all be skeptical. But it's either it's crazy or is actually true i guess um, this man what's his name c.s lewis made a bold claim also he said you cannot refer to jesus as a wise man or as a wise teacher or as a moral teacher when you look at all the teachings of jesus christ it's either is a crazy man a lunatic or is god you, you, there's no middle ground to it. Is either is God our only connect to the God of the universe, which He claims to be part of the God of the universe. He made us realize that they are one in essence, and we realize throughout the Scripture, which Jesus Himself said is true. That is the Scripture is true. He validated the Scripture. So if Jesus is God and validated the scriptures as being true, then definitely everything written in the scripture points to the fact that the God of the universe is really the God of the Bible. That is our connection. So any argument against that is an argument against Jesus Christ. So it is not me. It is not us trying to say, well, you have to believe Jesus Christ or trying to convince you. To, to believe in Jesus Christ or to believe in the God of the Bible or the God of the... No, no, no. It is, it is Jesus himself saying, look, I'm that God. Now, it's either Jesus is crazy or worse crazy or he is God. He made the claim and he was publicly crucified. Everyone saw that he died. In fact... <laughs> this is a fact not only attested to by the scriptures the scripture is all that we need to verify that but there are outside sources that are not even christian sources historical documents multiple um 
account of this record in history that happened. You know, Tacita, uh, Tacitus, um, Pliny the Younger, the Josephus, uh, name them. That there's, there's over nine different sources that claimed that that covered the life of Jesus Christ, and by all those different sources, we are able to come to the conclusion that yes, Jesus the man. I know a lot of people will say that is that. Uh, there's a cosmological Jesus, which is nonsense. But Jesus, the man, existed. That you cannot get past. And even atheist, foremost atheist, will tell you that. I forget the name now. Maybe I'll remember before the end of the before the end of the podcast. Said to say that Jesus did not exist will be. A lie it will be intellectual dishonesty. <laughs> this is from an atheist uh, thinker, professor, one of the leading one. I think it's Roger something. I'll get it. And the, you cannot get past that. Records showing Jesus ex- existed. Now, if he existed, and he died publicly. People witnessed it. He was crucified and he resurrected. Now, that also was witnessed by people. Now, you cannot make claims like you have to understand that all everything in the New Testament has been in circulation since the first century. In fact, the earliest. Uh, first century it has been in circulation and this is not that you had um people that didn't witness this people that were there that witnessed jesus that saw jesus after his resurrection they were still alive when the epistles when the the new testament uh, basically well the the gospels and of course um, the rest of the of the new testament were written, not all the the New Testament, some were written um, later, but the the earliest manuscript were in circulation as early as 30 30 BC, sorry, 30 AD, not BC, 30 AD, even 25 AD, some were written, uh, and they'd be proclaiming this, of course, when 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 people have been talking about things for over a period of time, you know, you start documenting. That's when they started documenting. So it's not like people were dead. It's like saying um, events that happened in nine um, eleven, the the World Trade Center. Yes, some people were not alive when it happened, but I mean, this happened about over twenty years ago. We still remember that. So it's not it's not it's not fable. It's not something that it's a figment of imagination. We all saw that. So when I'm saying that, oh, 2011 happened in 2001, uh, 2001 September 19, uh, September 11th, we we watched this happen. That is not. If it didn't happen, there will be thousands, millions, billions of people that could falsify that very easily and write against it. This is not well. 
you can have conspiracy theories start theorizing, but the, things like that, though it, it existed back then, but this was a fact that everyone saw. It was very difficult for you to not remember. And it was uh, a fact that was documented even by the Roman um, leaders and historians, historians themselves. So, when and you, if you check the tone of the New Testament uh, writers, from the Gospel to the Epistles, they were they were talking in first person, and they were referring to people in first person also as a first person witness. They'll say, "Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, died, and he rose again, and he ascended to heaven." If those things didn't happen, they could be falsified. You cannot make those statements if people can easily falsify you. It undermines everything you are trying to. It undermines your very message, you know. But we didn't have that. We didn't see that. There was no rebuttal. There was nothing. That's because a genuine phenomenon happened. A genuine event happened and people just didn't know what to do with it. And these disciples were saying, well, this is what happened. This is the implication of what happened. This is the meaning of all that. And ever since then, Jesus has been worshipped as God, documented in history. You can research all this. This is what gives the Christian claim the explanatory power. It is what makes the Christian claim true because all the Christian claims can be verified. It can be verified. Now, people can have a heart issue after being presented with all these evidences. They can still choose not to believe. But that is not because the evidences are not there. It's not because the claims are false. You can easily go and view all this. In fact, the historical sites are still there. You can still believe and re re how can we put it now relieve the moments these are not fables these are not things that are out there these are historical facts with archaeological evidences with historical documents with scientific dis, uh, discoveries that verifies what the bible has claimed all along i mean so the Christian claim is not something that we that is that is so out there, or that we just want to claim exclusivity to this God, that we come up with lies or we come up with irrational things. No, every claim that has been made, you have to examine them, and based on those claims, based on the evidence that has been presented. You can come to your own conclusion. Now, you can come to the conclusion that you still don't want to believe that. Now, that is all your prerogative. You can be subjective about that. But that does not invalidate the claim. So that is how we come to believe that the God of the Bible is really the God of the universe. And for you to know about that God, yes, he has revealed himself in nature, 
But that's not the only thing he has revealed to us. He has revealed his other attributes, his other character, his other plan, his other precepts to us through the scriptures, through the Bible. To know more about this God, you have to get in the scriptures to know about this God. And we know that is the chosen means of the uh, of, of the revelation of God because Jesus said it is true. Jesus authenticated it. So, if you cannot invalidate Jesus, if you cannot prove Jesus to be a liar, you have to believe the scripture. If you cannot prove Jesus to be uh, an imposter, then you really have a problem. You have a decision to make. You know? So that was that was all that that was that was the argument we actually we had. I was like, no, we are not making that claim. Jesus made the claim. We I mean I don't have to stand there and start defending Jesus Christ. Well, you can look through history and choose to def- choose to believe him or not. That's all you, you know. So for some reason. Maybe we haven't been clear enough. And that's that's what I, I I started with. Maybe we have lost the message in Christ, Jesus Christ is the central message of Christians. We don't claim anything. We are simply claiming what he, we don't claim anything of our own. We are simply claiming what Jesus Christ claimed and what he said in John 14 6 I am the way the truth and life that is an exclusive claim if Jesus is true if Jesus says that is the way then it makes any other religion that makes a theistic claim false. Any other religion that does not acknowledge Jesus Christ as God, as the God of the universe, is false. Even Christian doctrine was supposed Christian doctrine that does not acknowledge the deity of Jesus Christ is false. Because here he is saying that he is the only way, he is the truth, and he is life. So, my point in here is to emphasize the claims of Jesus to reiterate to those that are doubting or the skeptics or to people, we are not making any claims. At least not on our own. We make the claims of Jesus and everything that we share with people. When we share the gospel with people, it has to be the gospel of Christ. That's why we call it the gospel of Christ. That is the good news. Jesus is the good news. That a man, a God, became man to die for man, 
so that man can be reconnected with God, can be in the right relationship with God. That is our good news. That is the central message of, of Christianity. We don't have to shy away from it. We don't have to hide that, that fact. We don't have to syncretize. We don't have to try to, to, to assimilate into other uh, thoughts. We only express the thoughts of Christ because it is the only way. It is the only way. And that's a claim. So everyone else can lay their arguments. That is our claim. Everyone else can lay their claims. And for you, if you are doubting, if you are undecided, I encourage you to look at the evidence. Look at the evidence of what is true. We always have to stand by the truth. All right. And that's a wrap for today. I'll see you in the next episode. God bless.